loaded bases. First off, I want to give a shout out to Dugout Mugs. If you've ever wanted to drink out of a baseball bat, Dugout Mugs is the place to go. I personally drink a cold beer out of my Dugout Mug during my podcast. So if you are interested, go to dugoutmugs.com slash loaded. That again, dugoutmugs.com slash loaded for 30% off. So with that being said, go get your dugout mug and enjoy the show. Loaded bases. Dallas Braden, how's it going? It's going, man. It's going. How are you doing? Hey, I am good. I am super excited to have you on. It's, uh, I think actually, so a, a while ago, um, I tweeted, I said, hey, like if I can get Dallas Braden on my podcast, I would get a tattoo of his signature on me. Of a what? I would get your signature tattooed on me if you ever came on my podcast. So we have, I mean, so I have to. Find a way to get your signature. To... Well, I mean, we, we we can arrange that. I'm sure your I'm, I'm sure your precious real estate. Dude, we have. Or... I've, t- I've oh, touched yeah, it all over, man. We are all good. <laughs> so, Dallas, what do you do in the baseball industry? What's your role? What do I do in the baseball industry? Well, I'm uh, I, I'm very fortunate enough to be the color commentator for the Oakland A's. So. If, uh, if you're an A's fan out there, or maybe you're a fan of the team that the A's are playing, and you want to listen to the visitors broadcast, I'm the guy who you're going to be catching a ball game with, or just one of the guys who you're going to be catching a ball game with. So very lucky to have that role. Also, uh, have, have done a podcast for the last five years, I believe, five, six years, with, uh, with Barstool Sports, the starting nine. That's right. Go download, subscribe, leave a comment, unsubscribe, resubscribe, leave a comment. So yeah, because I I've I actually started listening listening to starting nine back in uh, it was like early 2018. So yeah. you guys were on like episode like 20 something, <laughs> way back in the day. Very early on, it's been, <clears throat> dude, it's been it's been quite a journey. Like straight up, when when I got to Barstool, we had no baseball presence like no baseball presence whatsoever that's what i was brought there for um and from having no reach from having no foot in the door no foundation whatsoever to doing what we've been able to do now i mean it's been it's been a uh it's been a ridiculous journey you know i mean for for christ we just played a, a a baseball game on the field of dreams baseball field yeah. Like right before the big leaguers went out and played their game, right? Yankees and Sox are throwing down in the corn and yeah. who's getting it on beforehand? We are. Us and, and, and our and our awesome fans that we have a, I mean, people got on airplanes, got in cars and drove for some of them days. Like yep. the dedication, like that just so when you ask what do you do in the baseball world, or like for me it's great to have the job that I do with the team, with the, yeah. Olympics, but it's, it's really all about like being able to branch out and have that kind of fun with baseball fans all across the nation. It's not even just about being a fan of one team. He's a fan of the game. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, cause you, I mean, cause you've been around the sport for a while. Forever, forever. I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I do. It's what I know the game. I mean, from the time I could walk and talk, I had a baseball in my hand and like, I've been fortunate enough to, after my arm quit working, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't matter if I had a ball in my hand or not. Now I get to talk about it. So baseball has been just a, an incredible blessing to me. Like, like many other people find in, in family or, or a different job or whatever. Like for me, it's baseball. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, like if we go back, like to when you're a kid, like, like where you always wanted to be a, a professional baseball player. That's it. That was the only thing on the brain. Dang. Like I played, I played other sports, you know, yeah. I played basketball, I played football. I, I ran track. Um, I, I, I did all that, but baseball was the love. I woke up and like went through baseball cards. I wanted to just, that's everything I did. Like I came home from school and I had a ball that I would be throwing against a wall waiting for my neighbor to get home so that we could play catch. Like that was just, that was every day. I can remember doing that every day, like to go and do something fun. <clears throat> I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to great America. I didn't want to go to sea world or whatever the hell, like, you know, I didn't want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> I just, I wanted to like take me to the park and pitch to me or take me to the park and hit me ground balls. Let me pitch to you. Like from when I was a little, from, you know, a, a little guy. Little so, guy. Yeah. And like, I can remember, dude, I can remember sitting, you know, I can remember sitting in a, a junior college class as, as the teacher, you know, as our professors asking us, what our goals in life are, what we want to be. And I remember saying, I'm going to the major leagues. Like, that's what I'm here to do. Yeah, and say, I know it was, uh, who's it? Uh, Javi Baez, like, like the tattoo on the back of the neck. Yeah, like, I pretty much say, like, that. yeah, I mean, it's like the goal, like, inspired, like, young. You absolutely kicked ass with that one. Like, people, people hate on that. Like, people hate yeah. on that tattoo. Like, bro. I see no reason why Javi, to hate Javi, on it. Not only is Javi a big leaguer, like, he's a baller. You know yeah, what I mean? dude hits fucking nukes is an absolute stud in the field and, and i mean like if you have a goal like that might as well fucking like put a tattoo on you bro like if if, if it was your dream like your destiny that's what i'm to, saying to, to be a member of you know the prudential firm like go ahead and get you that rock tattooed on your neck when you make partner whatever the hell you can do and that you know what i mean like, yeah. whatever it is like Bro, if that's it, if that's your goal, like, you know, do it, wear it proudly. So, yeah, I mean, okay, so you were a Juco bandit. Believe that. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I played at a junior college and it was, an, it was, fuck, it was, shit was nuts. Let's say, yeah, because we were, we that's, were, it, here, go that's ahead. That, that's where, like, that's where it's done, man. Like, I, like, obviously, you, you know, People want to go D one. You want to be a D one athlete. You want to you, you yeah. want that label. I think people it's overrated. are more in love with the label, first yeah. of all. And then what they believe comes with a D one program. And when you think about that, neither one of those really have any substance to them when it comes down to what you're doing yeah. at a program. You know, like if you were if you were a swimmer, you know. Um, it's great to be a D1 swimmer, and then it's great to have the cleanest pool 
that's tended to and like I, I don't shit I don't know like the 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 best feeling speedo like yeah but but then if you're not getting the if you're not getting the institutional knowledge about the craft of the you know of different strokes and maybe breathing patterns and techniques to help you breathe and stroke differently like if you're not getting that then does the label and does the awesome feeling speedo really mean much you know is that doing no. much for you? like or could you be going to a d3 that you just so happened to have a coach who was like a lifeguard for 30 35 years in antarctica swimming through chunks of ice towing Dude. fucking boats in the off season with their mouth like like hey you know maybe that person knows a thing or two about the about the freestyle that's what i'm saying i mean i would rather go to the coach that has done it and has actually pulled a bow with their teeth i mean like if oh. i was a swimmer uh, i mean 100 percent. it was uh yeah no you see some crazy shit, crazy shit, like at like well, junior college. It makes you appreciate, like, I mean, I was getting dressed out in the parking lot. In yeah. Car, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't have a, we didn't have a locker room. We didn't have a facility for the baseball players to go to. Like, my facility was my truck, was the bed of my truck. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, see, it, it, it really makes you appreciate what you do. So, I mean, okay, so junior college – and then you got the call that you were drafted. How how was that? No, I went to. I spent one year at Texas Tech. Okay. Okay, so you yeah. did that. Yeah, and then got drafted. And then how was that? That's ridiculous, right? It's the dream. It's the dream coming true, dude. It's everything. Everything you've done, you worked hard for. All that sacrifice that I that I was talking about, like just wanting yeah. to do this, being that focused, like that's all. That's all being realized. So there's no, like you're super pumped. You think you're like, you feel like a big leaguer. And then you realize like, I'm not even close. Not you're even in the minors now. There's a lot of work to do, but yeah. like, dude, if you, that's where I like it. If you love it, the perspective you should have at that moment is like, all right, this is everything I've wanted. I wanted to be that much closer to playing video games at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday and then going and doing my job or whatever it is, like you might have already got a workout in yeah. before, you, before you turn the PS5 on, you know, like who knows? But that's where you wanted to be was I want that to be a part of my routine instead of driving to work or driving to the mill or driving to the cubicle or whatever it might be, you know, who knows? Selling, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is. So you start to realize I'm going to receive money to play baseball now. Like that's pretty cool, but the opportunity is just that it's an opportunity. Now yep. you have to, you got to build on that just like in any other, any other line of work, you got yeah. to perform. Yeah. So I do, uh, so I do, I guess, or so I do work with uh, more than baseball and yeah. So I actually have the more than baseball logo tattooed on me because I was, I was, uh, joking around with Jeremy Wolf. So they're a uh, director. And I said like, Hey, like, Hey, like, what if I got like your guys logo like tattooed on me? And he goes, well, then you are pretty much dedicating your life like to the minor leagues. So, so I went and got it done. So Hello. now it's like, so now the whole thing with, I mean, because now you're in the minors and then now you're back at like, you have to absolutely love what you do 
for little pay housing situations and you have to really think long-term how yeah go ahead well yeah you have to i mean you find out right now like even with the the way things are shifting with minor league baseball but it's a it's always been cutthroat just like the college and it's always been a proving ground i mean that's it's it's a thunderdome that's what it is like dog eat dog there's sacrifices that have to be made there's certain individuals who receive opportunities that look a little different than maybe others and there's money that's involved in that there's investment that's involved in that you know uh, but once you start producing now you show your worth right like yeah. it's all about getting the eyes on you that's what the draft is the money that comes along with your draft slot tells you how many breaks you're going to get early on, how many opportunities you're going to get early on. Uh, and on the flip side of that is if you don't have many dollars attached to your name, but you get into the minor leagues and you start producing, you start doing well, they care about that. Yeah. You don't really give them any reason not to keep watching you, meaning you're getting better. You're refining your game every stop of the way, every step of the way you're progressing, there's no reason for them to not keep you on their radar. And that's how you force them or force yourself on their radar is just keeping your head down and not letting those dollar signs that were or were not attached to you get in the way of the the bottom line, which is you got to go get outs or you got to, you got to produce offensively or, or, you know, it's, it's got to happen. One of the two. Yeah. It's a doggy dog world. That, that is what I've heard, and you're absolutely surviving out there. You have to. You have to. I mean, the bus rides, the, the, the food, the accommodations, the ability to prepare yourself, the ability to recover, like all of that, it, all of that is stacked against you. Yeah. Say, like, was there any times, like, where you felt like, like, fuck, like, is this worth it? Uh, honestly, no, because yeah. I knew what my alternative was. And so like, yeah, the ability to wake up each and every day and still try to play a game as opposed to doing anything else. It's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Worth it. The worst day is worth it because you're playing a game. Life is still in a little bit different perspective And you can still be in touch with that, um, like with that, with that inner child. Yeah. I say, and then that child grows up and gets the call to the bigs. How was that call for you? That was nuts, man. I mean, I I was, I, I was speechless, completely speechless. I thought I was being, I thought I was being screwed with. Like my AAA manager had. Uh, like he had a rule, right? No, no alcohol, no alcohol on the team bus back to a hotel, no alcohol in the clubhouse. Well, like I, I had just pitched against a team that my friend who was in college, like the year before and got called up to AAA cause he was a catcher. They needed a catcher. Um, and he was, you know, he was in, in low A and came up to triple A and he starts this game against me. 
And I end up, I end up giving up a hit to him, <laughs> a broken bat. Like, and he's just wearing me out, right? Just talking, just wearing me out. Um, well, I, I pitched, I pitched well. Um, we didn't end up winning the game. Our closer, who went to the big leagues, uh, Marcus McBeth, dude was ridiculous. Threw gas, sick changeup, was a position player, and then went to the mound. But he ends up giving it up. We eventually lose. He bought me a case of beer just to like say, hey, you know, hey, my bad, whatever. That's just, you know, yeah. that's stuff you do for guys. So I took that beer back to the team hotel. Well, our manager sees me with this beer, but doesn't say anything to me, right? <laughs> and I'm, taking, I'm taking it back to the hotel because my buddy who just got called up is also staying at our hotel because when you get called up and moved around, they take care of your accommodations for like the first week that you're there. Mm. Then you got to, you're on your own. You got to figure it out. So I gave him the case of beer. We get to our ballpark the next day and manager calls me in the office and he goes, Hey, Fred, Tony DeFrancisco was my manager, Italian dude. Hey, right. We, uh, you know, we got rules, right? I told you about the rules. No alcohol on the bus, Braden. No alcohol in the clubhouse, Braden. I told you this. You got a problem? <laughs> you got a problem we need to talk about? And I'm like, what, are you, Tony, what are you talking about? I don't have any problem. I, I, I no alcohol. He goes, I don't know about that, Braden. I saw you at the hotel lobby. You got alcohol. You got a case of beers. And I explained to him, I was like, no, this is what happened. Macbeth bought me the, you know, so I'm giving it to my buddy who, he's like, I don't know, Brady. You sure you're not an alcoholic? You sure you don't have problems? And I'm like, Tony, <laughs> good, man. It was all right, Brady, because I can't be sending a drunk to the big ones. And I was like, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? Say that again, Tony? And I like grabbed him and he was like, you go to the big ones. And I, Punched him right in the chest. No shit. Right in the chest. And I was like, Tony, don't fuck me. And like he was like, <laughs> you vert, you know. So that was that was what that call was like. I immediately went outside, called my grandma, <clears throat> who understood, you know, the movement thing, getting called up, sent down. Yeah. Um, and I told her, I was like, Hey, uh, I just got some news. I'm not gonna be with the triple A team anymore. You know, and she was like Okay. She was like, all right, well, and I was like, yeah, um, you're going to have to get a ticket to Baltimore if you want to see me again, like for a while. She's like, well, what, what is that? And then it, like, I could hear it. Yeah. I could hear her silence register. Just and she started crying. Wow. So that was awesome. That was, that was the call to the big leagues. Dude, that's awesome. I, I it's, it's, it's always it's always awesome to hear like everyone's different stories. I'm like on it because they're I'm like I'm like they're all different and, and then like they all like hit you like in different ways. Oh dude, it's I mean, you know, it's all it's a different experience for everybody. It's a different ride for everybody. Yeah. Some guys grind out ten years of minor league time more and get that call at the end of their career, at the end of their physical capability. And and they make it. And you're you're walking on you're walking on water, man. There's no other feeling like it. 
and some of you know some guys are are blessed some guys back in the day don't even spend a minute in the minor leagues yeah like to the big leagues (laughs) everybody's journey is different and that's what and that's why i like i like to do like i like to do what i do like for my podcast is because i mean like the things that happen on the field that's it's it's cool and all but i like the stories of like everyone it's everyone's journey is different yes yes and say and say and and especially like when you're in the bigs and you throw a perfect game how's uh how how's your emotions how do you stay inside of a glass box glass box of emotions during a perfect game like you you for, for me it was and i'm not downplaying by any means yeah by it was as easy as just trying to remind myself this is still a game like yeah. when that, that moment starts to become a reality right when i start to realize what the situation is and i like come to and i'm like oh shit this is what's going on um it that that is the like that's the trick i guess or not necessarily a trick but like i i understood like this is it's still the same game yeah you just got to go out and do what you've been doing and like the result is the victory and i'm not like i'm not trying to be some hero like oh ultimate team guy but like because a perfect game was never on my mind yeah in terms of that's something i can do right like that's the goal every time you take the mound oh yeah 100 like that's the goal a thousand percent everybody who takes the ball wants to be statistically perfect no you want to take that ball and shut up their ass yeah no like that's just and then everything is like you work backwards from there Mm. right perfect game no hitter shutout complete game we got to win this fucking ball game like however that you know however that ladder starts to work but that's that's always the mindset so for me it was just as simple as reminding myself we just got to win this ball game right now things are working out keep just keep doing that keep doing what you're doing right you got the dudes behind you that's who you trust you're not going to punch out the world here so like let's not get crazy and think things are going to be any different in in that regard just keep throwing your game and then it happens and then boom (laughs) the game bananas man bananas again shit that is not reserved for for a dude like me like that's yeah that's reserved for the big boys for the guys who are making 40 plus million dollars a year the guys who are making 300 million like that's those are those dudes like their stuff their arsenal the way that 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 game would look you know like i mean it's it's obscene what these guys can do with the ball these days it's just absolutely obscene it everyone's getting stronger everyone throwing harder hitting further it's baseball is becoming off. Oh, it changed, man. Baseball it, is it's wild. Reflection. It's a great reflection of evolution. I mean, all the other sports show you as well. Like, I don't know, basketball, maybe not so much, maybe just average height. I don't know. Yeah. If, I'm sure that's probably changed. But like Steph Curry, like, yeah, on, it's like tonight, like, jacking it up from like the inbound pass, like not even fucking half court these days. Like, he's like inbounding it, turn around steps. Like, when Steph wakes up, if he's yawning, he's in range. Yeah. Like he's fire from there. Steph is unreal. 
But like it's, that's the kind of that's the kind of evolution that you can watch. Like you you have to go to sport to see the physical evolution that's occurring. Like yeah, this is the the height of human like biomechanics running as fast as we ever have, as big as we've ever been, as strong as we've ever been. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about baseball, dude. Is that game? This game does not give a damn nope. about how tall you are. You can't out jump the game of baseball. It doesn't okay. care how strong you are. You you can't out muscle the game of baseball. Does it help being strong? Absolutely. Can you out muscle the game of baseball? No, yeah. just you can't. Can you get on the gridiron and out muscle the X's and O's? Yep. A sure lot. Can. Very much so. You sure can. You absolutely can. Can you get on the gridiron and just run past people? Well, if you're that dude, if you're that dude who's spe- yeah, you can. You can just out tool the guy across from you. You can do it in baseball. Nobody cares. It doesn't oh, matter. No. Guys like Dustin Pedroia give people who love the game of baseball but think that they're not tall enough, not strong enough. No. Yeah. You can just be a ball player and kick ass. So, yeah, that I mean, if if you just look at like, see, like Bartolo. Aaron Judge and Jose Altuve, those three all next to by each other, and then if and if someone asks like who plays baseball, and then almost no one's gonna say all three. Well, you could like like if you you could even go one step further and say all three of these people, yeah, are professional athletes, and then pick what sport. What sports do they play? Because there's no way in hell. You have all three of those human beings on the same field of play, right? Oh, no way. So it happens. (laughs) Right. Like, like, because I mean, if, if they do, like you're talking about the middle linebacker, the long snapper and the punter. Yeah. But like, like to think that they're all at, at the top of their craft, at the top of their game, what they do. And that's no disrespect to a long snapper and and the holder and the punter because those dudes are very important. Oh yeah, They're very important. But they all kind of physically look similar. Yep. Say it. Baseball is a weird sport, and like I mean, there's so many things that are in motion. It's like it blows it. It just blows my mind. But now let's see. Oh, so how did you get into doing like the media content side of it? Side of it, like once you're done playing, dude. I was on a fishing boat doing what I'm doing right now, yeah, by myself, drinking beer, drowning bait. And my agent called and was like, Hey, you want to go out and audition at ESPN? And I was like, For what? <laughs> He's like, Well, for baseball, you idiot. Like, what do you, you know? What do you think? Like, do you want to go out and they got a show, baseball tonight, you know, they call games. You ever heard of it? I was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess so. Like, I don't know how that works. You know, because, like, I didn't do any of that before. Like, I wasn't yeah. – didn't do any, like, regional stuff. I never – so, whatever. Um, went out, had a great time, auditioned, met some amazing people, uh, spent four years there – or three years there. Uh, got fired the fourth year, but <laughs> – was still there and made money and then got yeah, well, to, and, then, or, and then got to do do work that works. so that was really nice um, dang but yeah that's how 
But how'd you get fired? Being layoffs is is uh is how that went down, and then moved right into working with NBC and Barstool. Was very like it was it was great. Like both of those relationships came together at the same time, which was nice because I've never felt like more at home. Mm -hmm. I never felt more around a group of people who love what they do, who are good at what they do and just care about, care about the people they cover and care about how they cover them. Then like the, the folks at NBC and then my partner and I at Barstool, Jared, like we are able to discuss, digest and disseminate baseball thoughts and content um like with no filter yeah and that's and that's great and like the the fans at barstool are our fans like what we call the grounds crew our baseball fans are incredible just incredible incredible fans love the game um we even got some casual fans who are like yeah we're just here to like listen to you guys yell and shit sometimes like yeah we don't even really like you all that much, to be honest. We just think it's funny. We like to laugh at your pain, which is fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's I'm true. Baseball for whatever reason, as long as you're watching the game. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, because I side of things. Say, yeah, because I listen to you guys like weekly. That's the, yeah, I mean, because so your your guys' podcast was kind of like how how I wanted to like base mine and have like no filter and then just talk to guests. I mean, I like about baseball. So you guys kind of like inspired me back in. Um, and then like I launched this podcast July 1st, 2020. So, yeah, thank you for you. Thank you. I make for what you guys do. I'm glad. I'm glad you were inspired to just do it. And I'm glad yeah. you did it because <clears throat> as like I call it, well, I mean, it's it's referred to as like a grassroots effort, I guess. Like yes. Yeah. You know, but that's that's what baseball has been, and it, trust me, it's far more corporate now. Like you can't oh, call yeah. it grassroots mobilization, but that's like that's what this game needs, and that's what the game is about: is the folks who love it in their corner of the world, and it can be different in their corner than it is this other person's corner, but the game itself is the same language. Yeah. We can all speak that. And we're all moved by the moments in the game. Like when you say bottom of the ninth, two outs down by three bases loaded, like you can get chills. Yes. Hearing that. And that said in any language translates to fucking goosebumps. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's a global thing. That 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 kind of stuff right there is what can is what can happen or gets discussed on a grassroots level podcast. That's what happens, or that's what gets discussed on the biggest podcasts yeah. and national television shows. Right? It's all the same, but you're hearing the admiration and the love and the passion for the game from different places and yeah. just because you played 20 years in the big leagues or just because you had one good day of work doesn't mean your opinion is is better or matters more yeah. like but if we if we have the discussions if we share if we talk about it like you're just you're trying to cultivate the love and knowledge of the game 
Oh, hundred percent. It, it's yeah. Cause when, I mean, cause when baseball ended dur- during spring training, um, I, I mean, you guys are all over that one. So I was like, I was like, you know what? Like these guys have fun talking baseball. So, and I need to do something because I was freaking out. And, but then, I mean, cause there was a lot of things like in my head where I was just like, no, like I can't do this because of a stupid ass reason or just like, no, like I can't do this because I stutter. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it. And now I would have never have thought that a year and a half later, I would be talking to you. I mean, like, I mean, like for my podcast. Well, that dude, that's, that's why you, that's why you just do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, like get like I'm sure you know who Gary V is. Oh yeah. I mean, you don't have to have read one of his books. You don't have to have read any. Like you just, you can hear the dude's message. It's constant, like, and it's true. Trying, trying yeah. involves a lot of failing. He talks about failing in order to succeed. It, it just, you got to try, and you can't be hung up on like he talks about. Take the likes out of your head take the views yeah. out of your head like get just get rid of all that and enjoy what you're doing dedicate yourself to what you're doing and then look up a little later down the road oh 100 right? and, and then reroute if you have to make adjustments as you see fit as necessary don't lie to yourself but all of that starts with just trying just yeah do it you know and and look, I know it's super easy to hear that from somebody who might have been set up to just try something. Yeah. A little more than a fan who just loves the game. Right? Like my phone rang from my agent at ESPN. Your phone didn't ring from your agent for ESPN to like so does that make me any better? Does that make my opinion any more gut? No. No. It sure doesn't. I just had an inside track, man. That's yeah. all it is. Like a, the, the credential, if you will. Yeah, that, see. That's why, that's why like, I, like I told you, you know, you're like, well, I was like, hey, just got to ask. Well, I, you know, no, sorry, I can't. Fuck, busy. I know. I was like, God damn it. I <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> No, but it's it's that like and for me like that's what like if you love the game that kind of stuff doesn't matter the views yeah. the likes the like that doesn't that doesn't matter that doesn't matter at all so the fact that you try the fact that you tried and continue to do yeah that's that's all you can do yep and that's pretty much wh- where I'm at and it's it's it it's been a fun journey so far. I mean, I guess I can, I will kind of like, like consider myself being being like in the minors, I guess you can say, because I mean, because now it's just I gotta like grind my way there and just have fun doing it. That's it. That's it. If you're if you're dedicated to what you're doing, if you love what you're doing, you'll find a way to make it happen. And there's just there there's steps you gotta take. There's 
hoops you got to jump through. There, there's just there's there's growing pains you go through. I think yeah. we all understand that in all walks of life. Yeah, you, like the first step is just is mobilizing, man, and you've done that. Hey, I try and help out. Like, I mean, I like for those listening, like it's it's you just gotta do it. You gotta do do the Shia LaBeouf. Like, just do it. <laughs> Honestly, but Dallas, I just want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast. No doubt, dude. It's no been doubt. it's been fun. And yeah, for sure. I have to somehow get your signature on something because now, I mean, because now it has to happen and I have to so get the tattoo. You're, you're in Washington, right? Washington state. Yep. Yep. Is that, is that a big thing? Washington state. Gotta clarify. It's okay. Okay. So I used to live in South Florida. Uh-huh. And then if I said Washington, they automatically go DC. I'm like, nope. They're like, oh, so you live by Seattle. Nope. I don't. And then they're like, so where do you live? I'm like Washington State. I live in the fucking desert. Like because like the panhandle to people in South Florida might as well be like uh, well. <laughs> let me see. Yeah. How many people are making their way past Texas? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I uh I just picked up and moved from Washington State to Why? Florida. Uh just because I wanted a change of scenery, um, it was kind of like I I just wanted to go experience like new things and new uh, cultures, and, and I just packed up my car and I moved down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I transferred my job down there and I found a place to live, and it was all within like a like a two week span of just... having the idea, doing it, and then I live by a beach. It was just, yeah. I was going to say, from the rain to sunshine. I mean, there's rain down there in Florida, too, but yeah, not like but, Washington rain. Oh, okay, so there's also the thing. Washington so the, State rain. I'm yes. sorry. Excuse okay. <laughs> so on the on the east side of Washington State, it it actually, it uh, I think it rains here probably about six, seven times a year. But, yeah. You did what? Say that again? So, so on the east side of Washington, uh-huh. it only rains like six or seven times a year. Really? Yes. Well, so okay. Terrible okay. with the geography. Is that what's 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 over there? Is that Idaho next to you? Uh, yeah. 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 So, so on the west side of the state, it it just rains, and then you got the Cascade Mountains in between, and then on the other side, it's we are farming and agriculture, and yeah, that's. Ah, oh, so the rocks are fucking it up for you. Yep. Yeah, so we, I mean, but it gets like 110 in the summer. It snows in the winter. I mean. It snows it's in the winter. To, it's actually supposed to snow, I think, two inches tomorrow. Oh. And yeah, yeah, we get, we get all four seasons. See, that's beautiful. I, I need snow in my life. I, I, I we, we're only about an hour or so away from the snow, which is yeah. great. Um, I mean, that's one thing about California is you're very centrally located, really. If yeah. You want, like you can be, there's places where you can be an hour from snow, an hour from the beach, an hour yeah. from the desert, or like me, I live in the, I live in the, on a mountain in the desert. Uh, and I'm an hour away from those other two things, the beach and, and snow. So, I mean, it's, it's cool, but I, I want seasons, man. I want to, I want to build a snowman. Hey, well. 
it should snow a lot up here. And and also, I mean, because there's a lot of places over, um, yeah, like like by the Cascade Mountains, lots of places to go, like skiing, like snowboarding, all all that shit. You a fisherman? You do outdoor shit? Uh, I hunt. Yeah. Okay, you hunt. See, I yeah. man. Oh, I Dude. have wanted to go hunting legally so bad, <laughs> so bad for so long. When I say legally, I'm not out there poaching. I, I want to clarify. Yeah. I just shot <laughs> coyotes way back when one summer for a lady that I lived with. Oh yeah, uh, do we do that all the time? Summer that's... Long. Um, that's all. So it's not like no, I'm not like no, no, no. I I abide. I'm a fisherman. Love okay. Fish. Um, but have yet to hunt. We oh, all yeah. firearms, but I've yet to hunt. I want I I want to go. I want to go shoot a fucking deer so I can feed my family. My wife loves venison. Oh, okay. Loves venison. I love venison. There is there's lots of yeah. I mean, like we go hunting. I mean, like for the whole October. Like for that, and then for elk. You already missed deer season this year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got. Let's see. I mean, because we'll go back up in Washington State. Yeah. When? 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 Oh. Back up. When? Uh, see, like for archery is September first. For modern rifle, it's uh, like mid October. So we got to wait till mid. We got to wait till Halloween again. Yeah. Roughly. Yep. And how long is the window? Mid-October. Two weeks? Two weeks. Uncle! Yep. I for tags? Can I get tags? Tag? How does this work? You Yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the Washington State uh, Department of Fish and Game. And okay. you, you have to buy a, a out-of-state tag. Okay. If that's, something I, if that's something I'll do, will you take me hunting? Yes. Yeah, because I am going to take a week off uh, this year like for hunting. This year, are you? Oh, you, oh, well, net in 2022. Okay, I would, yeah, 100%. Your rifle, yeah, all right. What do you got? Winning, uh, huh? What, what are you working with? So, I can hunt with, let's see, like, so I have choices. So, I like to shoot, uh, my uncle's 30 out six, okay, but I want to buy a 300 uh, wind mag, yeah, 300 ultra wind, yeah, that's uh, that's on the list. See, I shoot, I got to make a final decision because I shoot left-handed, but I can shoot right-handed and it's Ooh. not that big of a deal. It's not like I'm going to be out there mowing down yeah. multiple targets, right? Yeah. So, like I need bolt action, <laughs> but uh, I, I just, I don't want to, I, I don't want brass flying in my face. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you don't really have a choice. I mean, either to shoot right, I mean, because I'm a righty, like so I shoot right. So I think, but but if you have a good shot and you do get hit by a brass, times that you should have a, a buck down. I'm okay with that then. Worth it. I'll sacrifice a little 2020 for a freezer. See, that's what I'm saying. Done. All right. But yeah, I'm, I need to buy a deer tag, and we're going hunting. I'm down. I'm 100 down. Done. Well, that changed. Well, that turned yeah. on that pod. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's uh, how how how's your how's your bees? How's your the bees are great. We actually farming. going through a a storm right now, uh, a big heavy rainstorm, which is I mean it's going to be the heaviest rainstorm of the year, I assume. Um, 
but they're they're great. This is the second year we've had the hive, and we lost a lot of the bees last year because like it's a 50-50 survival rate. Yeah, uh, for the first year of the hive, we lost a lot of the bees, not all the bees. Um, we just what happened was we hadn't realized that the queen had left or that the queen had died off and hadn't been replaced until the population was already down. So what we were able to do was introduce a new colony. They adopted the colony that was already there and they, and we introduced a new queen and it's been booming. Business booming. booming. So what we're going to do is next year will be our first harvest. Our first mm-hmm. like, we harvest honey right now. Not what we want to do. The next year will be harvest time. It's going to be dope. We're gonna we're gonna jar some up, little uh, a limited reserve, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Nice. Yeah, I I I have seen. There's lots. There's lot. There's actually a few big companies out here that have uh, beehives, and they're all over. Yeah, I dude, I live a. Like I said, we live up on a, on a mountain, um, but there's there's homes down below us, and I got to be careful about, like, because I'd have 10, 10 of these hives rocking, yeah, right. But now we're talking like, bro, half a million bees around yeah. the neighborhood, and that would be excessive, especially in a condensed area. Hey, uh, I mean, bigger the better. Yeah, but I mean, uh, trust me, I. Big fan, big fan of bees. Can't wait for these bees, honey, to hit the line. These bees, you know, it, baby, dude. I'll, I want to pre order some right now. That's uh, these bees, these bees. Well, we're gonna, oh, yeah, we're gonna get a link going. Like I said, limited reserve. Yeah. I'm gonna do it like the sneakers app. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it live, and then everybody that hits the app, I'm just gonna tell you, sorry, you missed out this time. Hang with them, <laughs> and then you charge it more, yeah, then upcharge. Capitalism, baby. You'll be able to catch the honey on StockX. Dude, that would be fucking insane. (laughs) StockX and Grail, the bees, the bees. I'm going to sell my honey and then buy it all myself and then resell it on StockX. Done. Everyone wins. Everyone Besides, yeah, that that is true. Like everyone would. Damn. Yeah, well, I I need to get a sample of of that honey before it comes out. I'll bring the honey. To the deer blood. Dude. Oh, yes. I'm down. Because I'll be harvesting before October. Oh, wait. You just said deer deer blind. Oh, no. We hike. It's a hike. Even better. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And we're packing in? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. It's it's a trip. It's fun. It's good. Well, thank you for having me, dude. Hey, I appreciate it, Mace. Hey, thank you for coming on. It, it, it. Like, I would have never have thought that I would have you, you, my podcast, and here we are. I'm, I'm hyped, that, and thank, and thank you so much. That fucking happened. You just let me know when this drops. You let me know when it's going out. Deal. And I'll help you out. I'll pump it out with you. Deal. Well, Dallas, I appreciate it. Anytime, brother. Later. Have a good night. <laughs>